Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. First, I mean, uh, very impressed uh, with, with everything he's done to date. Um, very inclusive. Uh, he calls me, texts me. Uh, I do the same. You know, his first uh, thing he did was was called all the ads within 24 hours after his announcement. Um, invited us all to Las Vegas to to get together. Uh, we dug in for a full day informally and and talked about uh, how how we we, we all want to move forward together. Um, and it was it was great. I mean, I left there feeling like this is going to be a really good thing. And I also left there realizing how smart he is. Um, and how much studying he had done uh, even prior to meeting us. So, yeah, I mean, of course, when it first was announced, and, and again, they kept that, that search very quiet for all the right reasons, I, I think it's fair to say, you know, boy, he hasn't been on a campus or, you know, the, the challenges that are ahead in this NCAA space that we just talked about, but um, he's done his homework, and he's a great listener too, right? So all of us in that room have that experience. So he's leaning on us for that. At the same time, he's a visionary you know, when it comes to television distribution, uh, revenue uh, increases everywhere he's been. Um, so you combine that with the fact that he's a good listener on the other side. I think we've got ourselves a, a great shot uh, uh, to really move the conference forward. So, Gordon, that answer from Mark Harlan on the big show yesterday, Utah Athletic Director, we, we kind of crunched through uh, a lot of that interview we had early, earlier in the show. And that's something that that kind of stood out to me that I thought we'd bring up today because uh, we do have a new commissioner in the Pac-12, George Klyovkov. You and I talked about Larry Scott at great length. We talked about George when he was hired. I think you and I really accurately painted the picture even before he was hired what the priorities of the commissioner were going to be when it comes to media rights and some of the complaints about Larry Scott, like he wasn't very good with the athletic directors and his in-campus well, his on-campus what's what's the word, Gordon? Engagement? Sure. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Engagement was not was not really terrific. And so when they they hired Klyavkov, here's a guy who comes from business, media, rights. That that end he's got covered. You know, that's his long suit, right? But how would it go? Because that's only part of the job. In fact, a small kind of part of the job on a day-to-day basis, right? How would it go? Would How would his attitude be? And uh, we were chatting before the show. You know, you hear Mark talk about that, Gordon, like, you know, call uh, on a regular basis. Uh, have everybody to Vegas. I mean, really be interactive with the on-campus Mark Harlan types. Doesn't sound a lot like Lair Bear, does it? I mean, it sounds like... Something that you and I would do if we were in a similar situation. Like, I don't know this, so let's reach out to the people that do. Yes. I thought that was a, a pretty insightful answer on Mark's part. Isn't that part of leadership? You would think so. Yeah. I mean, educate yourself about what it is and don't come in and think you know it all and figure out from everybody. Uh, get familiar with the landscape, and it seems that's what George has done since he uh, first uh, got that job. So. And I don't know whether he's going to be a good commissioner or not, but I think he's off to a good start. Well, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt, which Larry Scott himself got for several years, right? I mean, he he deserves that. But I think we're all curious to see what he does differently and if he learns from the lessons, uh, you know, the Pac-12 has made in the past and what is he going to do about that. And. You know, if it, on-campus engagement, I think, is a big thing. I mean, you, you've, you've got to have a connection with the programs that you're supposedly looking out for. 
this is my opinion. I'm curious to hear yours. Sometimes when you're in a situation and you stay there over an extended period, and if the landscape shifts a little bit and you find yourself in trouble, sometimes it's hard to dig yourself back out. Right. And if you bring a fresh uh, perspective in who can look at things, because George, obviously, from that opening press conference he had, he knew what the problems were at the conference. He educated himself right off the bat what the problems were before he took the job. And so he he evaluated all that. He came in and he hit those points in that first press conference. And I and he didn't shy away from much. And I, I was impressed by that. So maybe he maybe maybe Larry was just drowning and there was nothing he could do because he was he, he supervised the problems and, uh, and as they were created and then didn't know how to get out of it. So maybe George is a little better suited to see things differently. You're so much nicer in your evaluation of, of Larry than I would be. Well, I'm not really being particularly nice. No, uh, Larry, Larry, just... Larry screwed up, and then he, he didn't know how to fix it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, the overwhelmed part, which I'm sure he was, but I would have gone with moron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. His... Larry's lack of ability to manage things, like the, his his lack of self awareness, was just was remarkable. And so it sounds like, um, uh, to your point, you mean like uh, when he got the uh, presidential suite in Vegas? Uh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Right after that big Oregon, was it? You know, I think it was our guy uh, up at the uh, the Oregonian who did that big long thing about. John Canzano uh, with the Pac-12 abusing their financials and all that sort of thing, and there was just, just horrible PR everywhere. And then they had the co- the conference basketball tournament. And Lair put himself in the the presidential suite. Well, well it was at the Aria. Was it at the Aria? I mean, it was some it was like six grand an hour. Yeah, it was. Didn't he, he got uh, he got heat, and then he bailed on that, right? After did he I, end up bailing? Yeah, he did. He, did he? he comped it to some players' families or something. Which he uh, should have done in the first yes, place. Yes, after yeah. he took some heat for it, then he, he... He he flew on the private jet everywhere and all that stuff. And what and, he said uh, was, well, the, they're giving it to us for free anyway. Yeah, it's like a trade deal for doing the thing there. But but, but why does optics. it have to go to you? Yeah. Well, you should be at the Motel 6 on the edge of town. My experience in talking with Larry Scott is that he... What was so frustrating is... You, you talk to him, and he would act like there were no problems. You know, I mean, he, he would. He if would admit, anything, the problem was you. He, yeah, he yeah. would. Yeah, quit looking at. We are the conference of champions. You know, we whooped everyone's butt in water polo. You know, and and that wasn't obviously the problem. And he didn't really want to address the problem, not in any substantive way. And uh, so, so it was kind of like just whistling in the dark, you know. And for everybody around him, it was like, how can you, how how can you be this way, you know? And and, and I don't think necessarily everybody on the outside was being a negative Nelly about the whole thing. They were just looking at the problems for what they were. And I think one of the reasons Larry took that approach is because he didn't know how to fix it. Um. You saying that, Gordon? And I, I think you're right on the money. But it reminds me of a show that Austin and I like. It's called Arrested Development, and Scott Bayo is an, an attorney, and he does a an ad. And what what's the line, Austin? Uh, Why should you go to jail for some something someone else noticed? Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't it? Larry Scott's press conferences so felt that way, like. 
I mean, how dare you notice that? Everything's yeah. fine, you yeah. know? Like, well, you, 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 something's the matter with you because everything over here on this <laughs> side of the fence is perfectly rosy. And I then, don't know what you're and, talking and, about. And, then, and what does that person say? You're, you're all being pessimistic. What's it? Don't be so negative. Yeah. I mean, why, why does your football henchman, uh, <laughs> why is his office right next to the replay booth? <laughs> I mean... Everything's fine over here. I can't believe you noticed that. True, we let you into the building and gave you a special tour, but uh, you noticed that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't Why know. Why should you go to jail? I don't. I don't for know. Something Why someone should else? you go to jail for a crime someone else noticed? <laughs> Strong noticed point that, there. Noticed that. Noticed that. Did you? <laughs> well, Larry, why are you staying? Why are you staying in the presidential suite? Huh? You noticed that, did you? Well, um. It's fine. I mean, it's it's your problem for noticing that because they just uh, gave us the suite anyway. Yeah. Next question. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the way it all was. these press conferences felt they, that they way. Did. They all felt yeah. that way. And you were down there for Pac-12 Media Day. You got a closer look at George Klyavkov. Saying that right. Uh, and what were your impressions? So you're you're totally asking the wrong guy because I'm skeptical about everybody. So uh, <laughs> he he put off a ve- very good first impression. He was very friendly. Uh, he, he you know he was uh, uh, patient with me about his name. Like he said, he can call me George K. Like right when he sat down. I mean, like all he seems like a human. Which I don't know if Lair Bear ever seemed like. He 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 more seemed like some sort of, of strange PR uh, <laughs> catastrophe. You don't need double robot. talk. You need blah blah blah. Yeah. that's that's right on the nose too. Okay, um, I want everyone. So, uh, I, want, I want everyone to say this with me, everyone out there, and you too, Jake. You, you, you've got it down, but I got to say it five times. George Klyavkov, right? Klyavkov. George, what? Klyavkov is what George Klyavkov. George Klyavkov. George Klyavkov. George Klyavkov. George Klyavkov. So he seemed like he seemed like just a dude, which I appreciated because, you know, he he has a pulse and all those sorts of things. But he's also, you know, he's a sales guy, I'm sure. He comes from that world of marketing and and, uh, entertainment and media and all that stuff. So it's not his first rodeo. But, you know, it seems like he's at least self-aware. Back to your point that kind of launched this. He came in and identified the problems, and I don't think it takes a genius to identify the problems, but it takes somebody to admit that they have the problems in order to figure out what the solutions may be. And at very least, and maybe this isn't giving him enough credit, but he has the ability to identify the problems. And maybe it's easier to do that when you weren't, uh, that the problems didn't erupt under your watch. When you weren't the cause? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, we see that sometimes. You 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 get a a new governor, you know, you get a new uh, head of a company, and what's the first thing they say? We're going to be better. Yeah, we're gonna be better. Yeah, there's some wisdom there for sure. There's some wisdom. In other words, about. when people say we're gonna make it better now, oh, it, be, it really means I'm a lot smarter than the moron that was here before me. Like that. How how can we succinctly put that? Like it's a lot easier to identify the problems you did not cause, <laughs> or that did not erupt under your under your watch supervision. Yeah. yeah. Now now we're getting into philosophies about st- sports radio greatness and why we can just look in and be like, hey, Bozo, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's all we do all day long, right? And then I guarantee you, and and everyone out there can relate at one level or another. 
whether you're just complaining about things or whether you're in charge of something, you're looking at someone else and you're going, he's screwing it up. You know, it's so easy to do that from our chairs, whichever chair we're sitting in, <laughs> than it is when you're actually on the hot seat. And I think you and I are willing to admit that. Did you Much. just work like a chair analogy into to magically like bring this segment full circle? <laughs> you are you are a skilled radiometician over there, Gordon Monson. Oh man, hot seat line and all. Well, yeah. If if I were at the University of Utah, I would be hoping like crazy that George Klyavkov really knows what he's doing because. The Utes want to tie themselves to this conference. They want are embracing this conference because it's much better than what they had before. And they hope, like, you know what, that it's going to not just flourish but survive. And, yeah, so we'll see if George can help lead the way. But you're right in this regard. I think he is taking in information from all around him and wisely sorting through it. You'd hope he's listening. Yeah. Sound like Mark Harlan thinks that he's listening, yeah, or is under that impression. So you hope that's the case, because Larry certainly did not. And that Can you imagine if Mark came on our show and said, "Oh boy, this new guy, this, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, go, who hired this clown?" <laughs> yeah, that probably was not what we could expect to hear. But sound like Mark, the way he detailed his interactions with him, I thought was probably a pretty good sign. I'll agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, this happened on WFAN in New York. Uh, we we talked to um, uh, Costello. What's his first name? Brian Costello from the New York Post yesterday, getting his thoughts on, on Zach Wilson, and he definitely had a very even-keeled approach. Apparently, Jets fans, not some, the, some the, Jets the fans. same. Uh, yeah. Not all Jets fans are. This is Kevin Graham stuff. calling into a radio show. <laughs> Pretty much. This is, this, so this is, uh, let's just say this is a snapshot of uh, Jets fans' feelings at the moment. All right. And about the Jets, you think, and honestly, I know it's early yet. You know, we were talking about waiting and being patient, but don't you think that the Jets, especially with their history of quarterbacks, don't, they, don't you think they're having buyer's remorse with Zach Wilson? The reports on campus, he's struggling. And then Justin Fields, he's just tearing it up with the Bears. Don't you think they're having a bit two no. top three picks in the draft and they just can't get it right? Not, they no, did, how do you, they how had do you say that? He hasn't, even played, he hasn't even played a game yet. Who cares about Listen, these training camp reports? No, 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 no. What do you mean? There, no, no, no. I mean, he hasn't played a game yet. Yes, yes, yes. He hasn't played all. He hasn't taken all snap. Neither is Justin Fields in the NFL. So now you're going by training camp reports. How are you going to? I'm not going by. That? I'm not just. I'm not just going by training camp reports. I'm going by the Jets' history with drafting quarterbacks, and I'm going by what we saw with our own eyes. I mean, he's going against guys that I play flag football with on Sunday, being a weekend warrior. He's going against guys like that in college, and Justin Fields going against the best college teams every single week, and they're both they're both playing incredible. How, so why, I mean, it's so obvious. That doesn't matter. How's Dwayne Haskins do as a pro? How's he been? Forget Dwayne Haskins. Well, Dwayne what do you Haskins mean? He, well, well, even... he went to the same school. What are you talking about? So it doesn't matter who they play against, does it? He was never he was never as highly touted a prospect even coming oh, out of high school. It. And he was never it, as prolific. 
So, Roll, look, look, you may player. be right. Sorry. You, you, you may be right. Justin Fields may be a much better pro than Zach Wilson. Can we can we wait to see, I don't know, maybe they each take a snap in the NFL and then decide? We'll we wait. wait we'll that? wait. But I'm, so, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry if I'm coming from a lifelong Jets fan and I'm sitting there and they're just going through quarterbacks every two years and they finally have a really good draft, a great draft but they just didn't get the most important part of the draft, it feels like. <laughs> I got to laugh. I got to laugh. Man, there's a frustrated fan who is not going off of knowledge. He's going off of pure emotion. I mean, he's going against guys that I play flag football with on Sunday being a weekend warrior. <laughs> It's a good line. <laughs> it's a good line. Uh, you, uh, you know, I there's what so much there's on? so much logic to disagree with. I don't know what show it's WFAN in in New York. Well, I thought I thought the host made a good point that uh, you know, we can wait until they take a snap. Yeah, yeah not uh, just that, but also the whole thing of just because you go to a, a bigger yeah. school doesn't mean yeah. that you're a better player. It's it's, his his example of Dwayne Haskins was the perfect one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He used a, a good one there, but I mean that is a reflection of the frustration of a fan base that uh, is kind of fed up, and so now uh, you have a situation where Zach Wilson comes into camp, and I don't know whether Zach Wilson is going to be a great pro or not. I mean, nobody knows. Can we wait to see? I don't know. Maybe they each take a snap in the NFL. I mean. I get it. Some draft picks are some guys miss on draft picks. I, I, I understand it, but these guys have trained eyes who are studying this thing more closely than this Jets fan, and we're fairly convinced because their butts are on the line too. You know, I mean, those guys if they don't get it right, they they're going to be hating it more than anybody. Yeah, in defense of the fan, just a little bit based on the the, the Jets track record. But that's, I don't, a, that's I don't, a different regime. I don't know who's doing their quarterback evaluating. Is it uh, one eyed Bob who well, who's no, eighty five years old? I mean, no, because every you know the main positions are new positions now. You know, like, are you saying one eyed people can't be good uh, judges of talent? There, Jake. Well, see the the depth, the depth perception, perception on the deep ball. Here we go. Might be. Might be a little man. That guy threw it out of the stadium. Listen here, one-eyed people. <laughs> Didn't uh, Jim McMahon have a, an eye issue? Uh, he stabbed himself with a fork when he was a kid. What? I've heard. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've heard that story before. Stabbed yeah. himself. Yeah, with a accidentally. Fork? Yeah, in his eye, and so he had he had some trouble. That's one of the reasons you like saw him. Fell on a fork. No, I think he was doing something, and it, it released, and it hit him in the eye. A releasing fork? No, it's no, like his. Uh, yeah, anyway. I've, I had a friend who did something similar with a pen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, on my way on my way into the show today, I had uh, I was putting some hand sanitizer on my hands, and I was kind of had it up up, and it, one of the globs hit me right there, right next to my eye, and I thought, man, if it had gone in my eye. You'd be one-eyed Bob. If it went in your eye, you'd be fine. That's far from a fork. <laughs> well, my my, uh, my it would have stung. It would have stung. Ah, but anyway, fierce. Uh, yeah, a couple blinks. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I, I but but really, there's a bigger discussion here. Okay, and it's the frustration of fans, 
and the way they react to things that happen. You already said the Jets have a track record of whiffing on quarterback picks uh, high in the draft. I, I, I get that. But those were different people making those decisions. And so just because, unless you believe in curses, unless you believe that somehow there's some sort of, what, specter hanging over the Jets, uh, then, you know, you can't really make that claim here. The coach is new. The, uh, the, uh, uh, the chief executive is new. I mean, these guys are, can't be blamed for what happened in the past. And so now you have a fan who sees <laughs> a speck of these little hints that maybe it's going to take Zach Wilson a while to figure things out. And, and Justin Fields is tearing it up, you know. I, I, I just, I, I guess I like to look at things a little more logically than that. And, and this guy is pure emotion. And, and that's what, you know, passion is what makes fans buy the tickets that they buy to invest the energy that they invest. But man, and, and some fans mix, you know, uh, acumen in with the emotion. But Jake, how many times have we seen fans that just go f- crazy because they're so passionate and emotional about everything? Well, it's kind of what sports radio was why sports radio was born. So we we love and appreciate that passion, but well, it's that, not that, always that, rational. Yeah, but it's not. The uh, level of criticism usually matches the level of education. I've always appreciated <laughs> listeners who, who were using their brains, you know, not just emotion. And, and you know, that doesn't mean I, I classify those as only those who agree with me or you, but people who have a good point of view, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. But use your brain a little bit, not just this pure knee-jerk reaction. And that's what, that's what that guy was doing. And the frustration was evident. I mean, it, his frustration had reached a point of complete distress, I think. Well, if you asked him, I bet he'd tell you he's using his brain. But, okay, what's the logical thing that he's looking at to make him draw that conclusion? I'm just saying he believes what he's saying. Uh, but, but, but where's the logic? I don't know. He kind of spelled it out there. Small school. We'll wait, we'll wait, but I'm, so, I'm sorry I'm sorry if I'm coming from a lifelong Jets fan and I'm sitting there and they're just going through quarterbacks every two years and they finally have a really good draft, a great draft, but they just didn't get the most important part of the draft it feels like. It feels like. It's, you know. Again, I don't know if Zach Wilson will be a great quarterback or not. But I'm not drawing any conclusions based off a guy who uh, may make some mistakes in his first seven practices. I would agree with you, but not uh, Bill from Long Island there. <laughs> is that where Bill was from? I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show <laughs> One-handed for Bill. Is that? Coming up next, that's one-handed <laughs> Bill from Long Island on line three. Bill? What do you think about that, Zach Wilson? I think it was half-brained Bill. J.K. Wow, that got personal. I mean, he's not. He's not he's thinking. Just a fan, but he's not thinking. Maybe he is. What if he ends up being right? Well, well he, he might. He might, but not based on what we've seen so far. According to you, what about according to Bill? What is he? Some sort of prophet? He could be. Did he look in? Is he an oracle? Did he look at his crystal ball and say, "Oh, I could make a conclusive, declarative statement here. This is not going to work." Based on seven practices. 
Well, based on the feeling of my knee, let me think here. A mm, little click there, a little, little stretch there. <laughs> the Jets, okay. Are, the okay. Jets are, are ruining the day, man. They regret that pick no, already. No, no, that's not what my knee is telling me at all. Hang on. Knees telling me the Jets are going to suck this year. Is it going to rain anytime no, no, soon? No, Does the, your knee the, tell you that? No, too? the Jets just, they're going to suck. They're going to they're gonna really suck. Your knee. Yeah, just said that. Pretty safe bet. Who could have thunk it? Pretty safe bet, right? But I said my knee told it to me. So now hopefully people will think my knee possesses some, you know, magical I'll power. Say, no, I'll tell you right now, your knee's out of joint. You think the Jets are going to be good this year? Because I think it's a pretty safe bet they're going to suck. He just he just whiffed on it completely. What? He, he heard it, but he, no, it was a didn't. bad pun. He didn't hear it. Your knee is out of joint there. Jay. I heard that. Yeah. I don't think he did. I did. See, because your knee is a joint. Uh-huh. And he thinks that line of thinking's out, out of line. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that too. But it, well, you know, simpletons. You know, it, they don't next. appreciate deep comedy. Sophisticated. That's the split story of the day, brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night, or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com. More next on the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone.